Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Look, I'm going to level with you. I have my own things to deal with. After all, we are about to crap a lovely landing. The Orphans, an original cinematic audio drama, is now available. And now, The Orphans Facility, an exciting new prequel series. Catch up with Season 1 with new episodes of Facility coming bi-weekly. The following episode of Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's going on, everybody? Pat DeBear here, and we are back again. It is the month of November. Can you believe that this year is almost over, y'all? <laughs> like, this is crazy. It Time all bleeds just... together. It Seriously. all bleeds together at this point. It really it's time does. Is a con- Time is a construct. Uh to quote, to quote one of my favorite robots, time is an abstract concept created by carbon-based life forms to document their ongoing decay. So I mean, honestly, like, I feel like it's been 14 Jeremy Baramies in the last, like, month alone. It just, honestly, like, I can't even tell stories anymore where I say how long ago something happened because I'm like, two weeks, four weeks, sometime in the last three months this happened because I just can't (laughs) place it anymore as to where it actually took place in my life. But we are back. It is November. Uh, We had our first snowfall here in Chicago of the season yesterday, which tells me that uh, the end is nigh for my heating bill because uh, (laughs) my house is nice and toasty during this time of year. Uh, (laughs) It is a uh, sensible 74 degrees here in my home right now. But I am being joined. I'm Pat DeBear. I don't don't even know if I introduced (laughs) myself at the beginning of this. We just went into conversation. And uh, I'm joined by Eric. Hello. And BJ. Greetings. 
while Brian is on the other side of Z-World. He is over in Japan, so he is absent from our fourth chair. Um, But yeah, we're here to talk pop culture. We're here to talk about the things that we are enjoying. I think think everybody's topic today is something that we're enjoying, even if uh, sometimes it's a little frustrating, as my topic (laughs) will be. (laughs) But uh, I think we've got some good stuff for y'all this month. So why don't we go ahead and just dive right on into it. Eric, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? What is your topic for this month? So my topic is a new animated series, which uh, the first three episodes dropped on Netflix last Saturday. And um, it's called Arcane colon League of Legends. Um, which is a animated show talking about various characters from the video game League of Legends. Um, this is a game I've never played before, but it's uh, very popular on the online world. I was um, just going to say, as soon as you said League of Legends, I was like, is this a weird commercial in a YouTube video <laughs> like <laughs> on a popular <laughs> channel? Because that's the only way I know League of Legends is by... <laughs> This video is sponsored by League of Legends. Sign up today with our code and get 500 more jewels. I, like it's <laughs> that's all I know from it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's um very big on the esports side of things. Um but for to watch the show, you definitely need no knowledge of League of Legends history or gameplay or whatnot. I certainly don't. Um I know it's a MOBA. And that's about it. Uh, and okay, what's a MOBA? MOBA is... I forget what it stands for, but it's basically... It's, it's a PvP game, so you're fighting against another team of players. Um, but there's basically three hallways, a top, middle, and bottom. And so you're trying to push to the other team's base and destroy <laughs> their base. Is this a video game or an orgy that is uh, being described here? It's it's a multiplayer online battle arena. Oh, that's what I was thinking it was. I, I'm not good with these uh, online game acronyms, but in my head, that's exactly what I was going to say. And I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning, y'all. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, but the, the first three episodes definitely are... Uh, prequely in that it's um the past even for the show itself um it's dealing with setting up the backstories of the characters that they're going to be talking about and it centers on two sisters who are war orphans and talking about the political differences between the rich upper city of piltover and the poor underground of Zon and there's characters on both sides and they'll be fighting for supremacy throughout the series. Uh, but it's beautifully animated. Um, it's a French style of animation, um, which looks gorgeous. It's a mix of 2d and 3d and yeah. So neither of you guys have watched any of it. I've watched a little bit. I've I've watched a little bit of it. Um, I had the worst online 
gaming experience trying to play League of Legends because I expected at least some sort of tutorial or direction when I went to go play it uh, the first time and I got nothing. So I had no idea. I knew how I figured out how to move and that was about it. And in the end, since it's online, um, my teammates uh, promptly screamed every slur on the planet at me. Uh, oh yeah. Playing. That, 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 that uh, community is known for being like toxic. super, super <laughs> toxic. Yeah. So I was like, uh, even before the game, I was like, bro, I was like, guys, um, I, I, I've never played this before. It just, it just dropped me in your game. There's no like leveling like equilibrium. So like it, it just drops you in with like people that have been playing since the game has started. So I'm like, okay, well this is gonna suck. And it sucked super hard. Um so I think Pokemon Unite is a MOBA as well. Yes, it um, is. Yeah. So um, but no, I've I've seen nothing but fantastic reviews about the show. I've I watched a little bit of the first episode, but then when I realized just how heavy it can kind of get, I was like, "We're gonna save this when uh when I have a lot more when I usually because I usually have like a nonsense show to watch in between like all of like like I'll watch American Horror Story and then I'll watch The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and then I'll watch like Walking Dead like that's how I kind of spread out. Um, so, the so not all the sad at once. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, right now I'm kind of searching for uh, a couple more uh, series with a bit more levity before I dive uh, face first into this one. And I was going to say it's it wasn't all released at once. No, uh, the first it's going to be nine total episodes and they're dropping it in three acts. So three episodes last week, three episodes this week and three episodes next week. Okay, so perfect. Then yeah, I'll probably I'll probably pick it up. Actually, you know what? I'm actually going out of town for the holidays, so that'll probably be something I watch while I'm avoiding my family. Yeah, it's it's definitely been very well critically received. It currently has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, and yeah, it's really good, but really dark. And... I was I was told. Um, Make sure I, I take an edible or something before I watch uh, episode three. <laughs> I was I was told make sure you watch all an entire season of like The Office and then watch episode three. It it definitely hurts you hits you in the feels for sure. <laughs> You're not just supposed to mainline really like sad or depressing or dark shows. Like watching all of Black Mirror pretty much back to back to back. You don't do that normally. Like, <laughs> am I just weird? <laughs> like, Never watch the first episode of Black Mirror first. Always start with episode two. Oh, yeah. Where were you <laughs> like five years ago when when uh, when we watched that first episode first? Well, no, I think I think I was planning on watching it for for the podcast, and I made the mistake of watching the first episode, and I literally didn't pick the show back up until like season three, and and I didn't, I don't think I've ever finished season one. I think the next episode I watched was like the Facebook episode, the weird sort of Facebook episode, which was great, and then I think the next thing I watched was Bandersnatch. Like it's that one is super disjointed in the way that I watch it. So I'm I'm probably gonna approach uh, Arcane in the same uh, same vein. Well, I mean, at least for that, they 
for the most part, it stayed an anthology, and then it it's more recently started to converge all the worlds into one kind of timeline. So kind of kind of like Outer Limits did for like one or two of their season finales. I don't know the show, so I can't say, but it's <laughs> it's a little to a lesser degree than what Ryan Murphy and the American Horror Story people did, where I mean they made it very much, hey these worlds have collided and these seasons have collided where this was like, there was one episode that made it kind of, there was this museum and pieces of different episodes from different characters were all in this museum, which was like, Oh my God, this is all in the same world. It's not an anthology anymore, which I, so I feel pull, cheap. It pulled a, a what bit. if <laughs> exactly what if technology. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Honestly, when BJ said, you know, the Facebook episode, I said, what, 2021? <laughs> Very meta of you. No. Oh. Ah. you. Die in the metaverse, you die in real life. Oh, God. All right, I can't. I can't. Anywho. So that is Arcane, League of, colon, League of Legends. They did not play yes. Star Trek Into Darkness with no colon. <laughs> No. Star Trek into Darkness. <laughs> I put a comma in there instead. <laughs> but that's so on the, Netflix. On Netflix. And can I just say, like, so Netflix has gotten weird. Certain things, like, so Netflix obviously was known for the whole, like, kind of creating the binge watch. I mean, obviously, people did it before that, and they would watch multiple episodes of a show. But before... Netflix gained popularity as a streaming platform. Things would come out week after week. And then, you know, you could watch it at the end if you wanted to and watch it all. But they dropped their programming all at one time so you could binge watch it. Like, that was their thing. They really pushed the binge watching. They've noticed that other streaming platforms have had success with going back to that weekly release Plus, it allows for people to not necessarily do a seven-day free trial and then just binge the hot new show and then uh, cancel the subscription, which is why everything is cyclical. And we've gone back to basically cable. We have 4,000 different streaming platforms that we're all paying money for, even if it's only a couple of bucks a month. Basically, we're just paying for cable in a different way than than we, we have before. But we've gone back to a lot of these weekly drops. And when you said that three episodes dropped, Eric, I was like, wait a minute. Netflix is very odd about it because certain shows like The Great British Baking Show come out weekly because they uh, worked out a partnership with BBC Three, I think is the, the station it moved to. So it airs in the UK on, I believe, Tuesday. And then it premieres on Netflix on Friday for the rest of the world. And it's weekly. But then there are shows like The Circle, where it says new episodes weekly. And then they drop one through three, four through six, seven through nine, and then ten. And I'm like, how does that work? Like, what is the thought process at Netflix to say, we're different. We're not like regular moms. We're a cool mom. And we'll give you three episodes a week. But then that last one, you just got to wait for. So at least this show, Arcane, is only nine episodes. So you'll get it in three drops. 
But like with the circle, legit, you get to episode nine and it's like, oh, come back for the finale next week. Here's this one episode that you're missing that you've got to wait one more week for. I don't understand it. It's like, so uh, it's part of it. So part of it is the fact that a long time ago, um, Netflix, um, I, I think when they first started making their own content, part of the issue was that when Netflix, if if Netflix doesn't time its productions, anything that they they specifically make in house, you're gonna get like two years of dead time between shows, and we've seen that with like um like the Dragon Prince, like the next season is supposed to come out soon, but it's been almost three years since I think season three dropped. Um, also, they've experimented with. Um, letting certain networks in order for Netflix to maintain certain networks, televisions like the C- shows like the CW CW shows, they drop on Netflix two weeks after their, their finale airs. I think so it's I even think, longer than that, to be honest, because uh, like the, the most recent, so I know CW shows, I don't have live television for the most part. So I know that the newer seasons, I know like Supergirl just aired its uh, finale episode. But the prior season only just came on a Netflix like a month ago. Like there's a there's a pretty big gap in uh, between airing, but that's because the CW Seed app will also yeah. air their content for free with commercials. So it's I know I I get where you're you're coming from there, but they were there were year gaps because like Orange is the New Black. That was one of the fir- one of the first like big in-house productions that they did, yeah. And then they would drop it, and then you had to wait pretty much a year beforehand. But the biggest thing, like, and I, I get that uh, to your point, BJ, having that gap with production if you kind of do that drop. But really, it's money because if the big if Squid Game is the big show, and I can do a free trial. And then watch it, and then I don't have to worry about what else is on Netflix or kind of binge everything else. What's keeping me around? It's how Paramount Plus has kept me hooked on um, paying them monthly. You're giving me <laughs> Drag Race. You give me um, the Challenge All-Stars. And now I really, I haven't, okay. So growing up on original reality TV, I still haven't watched the real world Homecoming from like the New York first original season. Oh, you're gonna feel old, you? buddy. You're gonna feel old. <laughs> oh, oh no, tr- bitch. Oh, I'm going so... to. I do feel old every oh, day. Oh no, <laughs> you you don't know how far you can fall. Oh, you're still much further the fall, especially when you watch that. <laughs> oh, for sure, because I was I was probably like a tween when that yeah. when that debuted, yeah. and they were all at least eighteen or like twenty five. So trust. But can I tell you? They're continuing it. If you haven't seen already, they're continuing it. And they have the real world homecoming for season two. The Los Angeles crew with Beth and, um, oh God, is it Tammy? I think it's And David, like the whole like where he was pulling the, the, the sheets off of her and Beth is like yelling at him. And that whole like that whole craziness of that was like the major thing of reality television of our day. And... (laughs) <laughs> that intrigues me so much more to go back and revisit them versus the first season. So it's, but again, it's every week you get a new episode 
So by the time your trial ends, there's still more that you want to watch. And then you're still hooked. And a year later, I'm still paying for, oh no, not a year later. It's only been since April. Still paying for Paramount Plus. So it's interesting to see how these streaming platforms have uh, changed the game and then had to kind of change it back to maintain uh, their ability to stay viable in a world full of streaming services. Well, when they when they draw when they were doing when they were uh, showing Steven Universe, they did the opposite for um, uh, regular television where. Um, when they were dropping chunks of seasons, they were dropping like five episodes. They were doing whole arcs, story arcs, and like a week, like a daily format. So they were doing like a new episode. Actually, I think they did that. The only time they really did the weekly release was the earlier seasons, like season one and two. And then for Steven Universe Future, I think they were doing one or two episodes, two or three episodes a week. Cause that wrapped up in like two to three weeks. Cause that was like right at the beginning of the pandemic, like right before everything shut down. Um, so yeah, no, it's interesting to watch uh, network shows, especially cartoons drop it in like a, a daily format versus a weekly format. Yeah. It's, I mean, the world of uh, media has definitely changed a lot. Anyway, that was a, a whole other uh, diatribe <laughs> off of Eric's topic of Arcane, League of Legends. Uh, first three episodes now on Netflix, so go check them out. All right. I am going to go next because my topic is... Um, I have less to talk about in my topic. <laughs> and then uh, BJ's got a, a, a nice and meaty, so oh, meaty. meaty topic <laughs> uh, that'll be... That'll be our, our last uh, topic of this round. So I'm going to dive into the world of video games. Vidja games. Oh, I should have queued up uh, Trixie Mattel's cover of video games to play behind me. <laughs> I mean, hello, hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Laganja Estranja uh, choreographed that video for her. I still haven't watched it. It's I watched okay. it the other day. It's great. I like it. I was like, it only. I was like, it only premiered like a, a day or two before this recording, so I, I can't be too mad at myself. But I know that it came out. I, I like this uh, this Trixie, but I miss uh, the twangy country ballady Trixie as well. Like I, I, I long for some two birds in my life, and we're still kind of in a Barbara era of a uh, '60s mod kind of mm-hmm. music but good for her and a judge on uh queen queen of the universe coming to paramount plus soon <laughs> so <laughs> can't get rid of my subscription just yet uh maybe one day we'll get a sponsorship from them uh but anyway so video games i am not a huge gamer i stream uh jackbox party games on twitch monday nights digital game night uh 9 p.m eastern uh, Eric, what do you stream again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I haven't really played much. I kept saying that I was going to uh, stream my first ever run through of Super Mario Galaxy because I bought the 3D All-Stars. Uh, the What was that? Uh, Super Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've played Sunshine a bit with my first boyfriend. That's how old I am. <laughs> and uh, I never I never really played it much. I know I didn't finish it, but I had never even touched Galaxy. So I was like, you know what? This will be fun. And I still haven't done it because <laughs> I'm a tired old man. And when I get done with work, most days I'm just like, okay, I'm done for today. But uh, right before my birthday... Our birthdays, BJ. A video game came out that piqued my interest because it appealed to a sense of nostalgia as I was getting ready to turn 40. Metroid was dusted off and brought out of the shadows and announced Uh, with a new title that was going to launch alongside the new Switch OLED uh, which is gorgeous to look at, and I love the colors, but I'm not paying another three or $400 for essentially the same system I have with a couple of upgrades. So I did not get an OLED, but while I was in New York celebrating my birthday, my post-birthday week at my parents' house, I decided I'm going to take some of my birthday money and purchase Metroid Dread. Played it for a hot second in New York. Like, didn't really do much because, you know, like I didn't have my full setup. I wasn't playing on the big TV. I was playing on the handheld. And uh, yes, I know. I know that's part of how the Switch is meant to be played. But I'm old and my eyes are bad. And <laughs> I don't like the tiny screen. <laughs> but I did, try, I did try it out. I was like, okay, let's make sure it all works and everything. Because I'm from that generation where you got to make sure your cartridges work if you have to take them back to the store. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool because I was never a prime person. I was not a, I'm not a first person shooter game enthusiast. I am so bad at those. I'm a side scroller. I'm very much about platformers versus first person shooters. So Metroid Dread was right back into my wheelhouse. It was back to something that I could potentially play. So I bought it and I have been in love with this game. I am I mean think at eight and a half hours of game time that I've logged um, and that's probably the most that I've played any game in quite some time. I don't think I've been this intense into a game since Breath of the Wild because as uh, Eric can probably attest to, I have brought my switch with me on vacation to my happy place, Provincetown, <laughs> so I could play Breath of the Wild on the plane, on like on the travel legs, and while we were hanging out in the hotel room. <laughs> like at night, first thing in the morning, I would just grab my Switch and be like, okay, I need to play this game and continue on. So not since then have I played a game this intensely. And I found myself playing like after work, uh, last night, I was up until 3.30 a.m. It's the latest I've been up in a long time. Probably the latest I've been up since uh, pre-pandemic when I worked at the bars and would have to work until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I have never been so frustrated, <laughs> but so happy to play a game. It really has been a ton of fun. It is beautifully done. And I actually, so I started watching. So, okay, let's, let's double back. Metroid Dread is the 11th game in the Metroid universe, but is technically Metroid 5. 
I only know this. I'm not reading this off a wiki page. I'm not, you know, like I, I've been trying to do a little bit better about like, here's some, uh, here's some actual information about this game. Here's some facts. <laughs> here's actual facts and not conjecture. <laughs> this is not hot goss. Um, 10 but- days. <laughs> Calm down, Bussy Queen. <laughs> Bussy, sorry. <laughs> um, I, I've just I just caught up last night. That's how much like how late I was playing is that I actually put on three episodes of uh, Race Chaser and Hot Goss and like, caught myself up on the the past couple of weeks. And um, I, I actually the other night when I was on YouTube uh, picking what I was going to watch to go to bed to, there was this thing where it was like the Metroid timeline. And that's how I got this information. So apparently this is a direct continuation of like the main line of games rather than some of the offshoots and um, additional games that have been within the Metroid universe. It goes along the same lines with the original Metroid from the NES and continuing on. Um, Following the same pattern of this powerful bounty hunter apparently has physical amnesia at the beginning of every game and loses all of her abilities and you must reclaim them all which magically are all held by pretty much all held by these uh statues in balls i don't know how they got there i don't know how you can physically have amnesia but your abilities are being held by chozo statues but whatever uh you suspend that disbelief for the sheer enjoyment of the game they introduce a new, um, I don't even want to call them a boss because they're not bosses, but they're kind of boss. They're like quasi bosses uh, in the Emmys. E-M-M-M-I. E-M-M-M-M-M-M-I. That's usually how I sound when I'm running away from them. Like, me, no. They are these ridiculous quadrupeds that will shift around and contort and move themselves all through these emmy zones where they sense you by sound and movement so if something there's these little bombs sometimes that will come up and explode if you don't shoot them fast enough that'll alert the emmy to your presence and it'll come running after you at which point you shit yourself and run like hell because if it touches you you have a chance to parry the attack. They've introduced the parry. And my 40-year-old brain does not always know how to mash buttons at the proper time. <laughs> and it's horrible. So you will die a good 40 times on any given Emmy. Usually the first time you encounter it. And then another 40 times once you've gotten the upgrade once per Emmy section to defeat the Emmy. So... I have never been so frustrated in my life, but at the same time, so excited to continue playing. Some of the bosses are a little ridiculous. Uh, Kraid is back for like the 400th time. Um, I just beat Experiment Z57, I think is the the boss that I just... uh, I, I I unfroze the the worlds because this experiment had like clogged up the thermal flow or whatever. Uh, and I just got the screw attack. My goal was, okay, let me get to the screw attack, get to the spot, and like you'll get to a save point. So that was where I ended at 3.30 this morning. But it is entertaining. It is beautifully animated. 
And oh, so my whole point of going back to talking about YouTube was I have been getting a lot of Metroid stuff in my feed now because I've been looking up Metroid. And I was watching this uh, Twitch streamer that I guess has like a multi-part playthrough from his channel. And I would never have really picked up on this because, again, I'm not a huge gamer. But something he pointed out was so amazingly accurate. And I appreciate it so much more now that I've realized it. The articulation and the animations that are done for Samus in this game it's not just a side-scrolling platformer where it's very much just 2D left to right. There is so much pivoting and so much interaction with the environment. You can plant yourself to like uh, use the laser scope to try to shoot. And if you are facing your left and you plant and you look to your right, the character model actually twists at the waist to look back. Like, it's not just, like, um, a, a, a quick pivot where they move. Samus is literally just looking almost 360 degrees in this 2D world. And it is so beautifully rendered. Like, it is just, it's amazing. And I will say this, the suit, as it gets more and more power upgrades, is so fucking cool. I have not played a Metroid game in... Okay, so when did the first one come out? Like, 86, 87? <laughs> About then. Like, I played a little Metroid Prime. A little bit of that when it first came out. And that's part of the reason why I realized I don't like first-person shooters. But I've never been a huge follower of the game outside of maybe Smash Brothers. That suit, when it gets powered up, just gets cooler and cooler looking. It is unbelievable i now have the gravity suit so i've got like these purple accents and like there's like the neon like the green on the front almost like kind of lights up or is like a, a glowy neon look so when you get the load screens which i don't understand load screens on a cartridge game i'm assuming that it's because there are updates that get downloaded as well that it's uh off the memory so it's kind of a almost a hybrid if i'm wrong i apologize i'm i'm not I'm not very up to date with the kids in these games. I'm used to it with either downloads or with discs because it needs to be able to access this information and have the load screens. Although they put it in in the right spots because the teleporting or the elevators or the the like trams, the trains, um, you wouldn't expect her to just magically show up. So having those load screens in there regardless of whether it's downloaded or on the uh the disc are really cool and it's a nice little way to see the armor up close and just the detailing and as it changes and upgrades it's amazing to see the detail and the care that's put into this game have either of you played as uh my twitch friends call it meat rod <laughs> so i haven't played it but there's actually a couple of interesting facts about it it is officially it is canonically the hardest metroid game ever made so Bitch, they, and, they did that with just the emmys fuck the bosses the bosses yeah. are ridiculous yeah the, it is the fucking it has the emmys hard, it has the most difficult boss fights um the emmys um but like yeah no everything about this game is more difficult and i don't think can you can you change your difficulty in the game does it give you that option i don't think it does <laughs> i no. mean if it if it did i missed that at the beginning but no i think it's no, it, i think it's the same no matter what 
Yeah. So so first off, it is it is officially the most difficult Metroid game. So if you if you are thinking about playing it and you have not played it and you are apprehensive about super difficult games, I would definitely consider downloading the demo. Or uh, for those listening, maybe uh, if you don't know of a friend that has it, maybe trying it out um, through them uh, before just jumping right into it. Most people I know, though, it's it's that perfect level of like difficulty, but still fun um, for most casual players. So that's been good. And then also, this game was originally supposed to be released on Nintendo DS. This was originally supposed to be a DS game like 10 years ago. Um, it was supposed to be released a long time ago, and then for whatever reason, it got uh, held up in lim- in development limbo. Um, so a lot of people, when they first announced it, a lot of people were just like, "So, so instead of giving us a brand new Metroid game, you're just pulling one off the shelf." But uh, but no, everybody I know, um, it's it's been it's been super critically received. Everybody's enjoyed it. Um, hopefully, this means we'll get regular Metroid game releases yeah. again because I definitely. Um, I liked the Metroid Prime series, and I know we're supposed to get a fourth Metroid Prime. Um, oh, yeah, because that was teased a while yeah, that ago. Was, that and then was we got teased. Dread instead, and I was like, okay, I'm good with this. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, I saw side-scrolling, and I was like, yay! And then I know there was Metroid The Other M, um, which wasn't well-received, but I thought that that one was done by um, the people that did the Ninja Gaiden series. Um that one was really interesting. That one was more of an action, um, action RPG where you actually had like f- more physical attacks than uh, blaster attacks. Um, so no, I think I'll pr- I might I might end up picking it up later on down the line. I just got like three games for my birthday. Um, so once I I whittle through those, I will probably um, uh, pick those up. Uh, pick that up. But no, I'm. Uh, it's. I, I love that you're loving it. Like, cause, cause the moment you said you were talking about Metroid Dread, I was like, does, does, did he know this game was super hard when he got it? <laughs> I didn't, but I honestly like the the funness is outweighing the anxiety that it gives me. <laughs> um, Monday night. So okay. So I, I stream Jackbox games for digital gaming out on Mondays. After work on Monday, I took Havoc out, and then I came back and was like, okay, I'm going to play a little Metroid. And I got to the point where I didn't intend to, but I got to the central unit and got the Omega Cannon to fight the Emmy. And there really isn't... I mean, you probably could, but I'm not good enough to try to like backtrack at that point to a save spot. And it was getting close to the time I had to go live. I will tell you this. I died about 40 times on Twitch <laughs> under my digital game night series on Monday night because I had, to, I was like, I'm not, I, I've come too far to just stop playing this and have to redo it. I popped it into the cradle and I played it on Twitch for the first 20 minutes of my stream on Monday night because I needed to beat that Emmy. And then I just had my friends in there like, no, go, go hide in this spot. No, go do this. Oh, you've got to like do this faster. And I'm like, I can't do it faster. <laughs> like this is me playing this game. This is as good as I get with it. And it was it was ridiculous, but yeah, it is it is more difficult than probably any other game that I've played because I will usually choose easy or normal because I'm not I'm not a game player for the difficulty. I'm a game player for the story and the fun. 
So this is definitely out of my normal comfort zone, but I'm enjoying it so much. So, I I mean, if you are like me and you're kind of, you're super cash about your games, but you are interested to kind of have a little bit of that nostalgia throwback, then check out Metroid Dread, like for real, for real. All right, dear listeners, we appreciate you and all of your support, your love, your kind words. And uh, yeah, we do this because of you all. Please help keep us rolling by checking out our website at flameonshow.com. From there, you can check out our YouTube channel, our Twitch channels, our um, Threadless shop, where you can pick up your very own Flame On swag. Or you can even go over to our Patreon page linked right from our website at patreon.com forward slash flame on show, where you can join our family at any one of the four tiers that we have available, including uh, the top level, our $10 house of X, where you join our house and uh, can be a guest host on our podcast as well, along with some other great swag, including pins and uh, the postcard will be coming. We are working on it. I apologize for the delay. And uh, Oral has been going uh, through a lot personally, getting himself together with his new career and life adventures. So uh, a sip of tea is delayed, as it usually is. I mean, most of our patrons know uh, that is usually a little bit behind. Um, but we're going to get ourselves caught up, we promise. But we love you for your support, and uh, we thank you for all that. So go check us out online, flameonshow.com and patreon.com forward slash flameonshow. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. All right. We got one more topic. And this one, in the immortal words of Talk Soup, is so meaty. (laughs) And uh, coming from BJ, that's uh, the appropriate uh, tagline for it. So, BJ, what are you going to talk about for us on this show? So, by some chance, I actually ran into people that didn't know about this the other day. Uh, yesterday, uh, the day after the uh, b- before this recording, uh, November 12th, was Disney Plus Day. It was officially their second year. Or it's we're they're, we're we're coming up on their second year. I'm not sure entirely sure why Disney Plus Day was the 12th of November was, this year. I thought it was their anniversary. Is it is it exactly their anniversary? I think I'm so. Sure. I'm I'm pretty sure because that means that I've been a subscriber for two years. I've, I'm almost 99.9 percent positive. Yeah, it would make so, sense that it's two years now. Yeah. 
So um, there's a lot to get and through on this. Yes, I'm sorry. I just I googled it so that way <laughs> people don't yell at their um, listening devices. It was uh, November 12th, 2019, when it launched. Wow, um, I can't believe it's been two years already. Um, and 118.1 million users as of October 2nd, 2021. God damn. Yep. yep. That that fit that tracks. Um, so because the thing is, uh, with most streaming services, no matter what you do and what you put out on that streaming service, and almost no matter how much you you charge for it, you're taking a loss. You're taking a uh, a uh, loss. And before I, I wrap this topic up, I will go. I will tell you guys uh, at the end of all, all this Disney's sort of evil plan uh, for Disney Plus. Uh, we'll see if people can pick up on it while I'm talking about it. But um, no, Disney Plus Day was yesterday. Um, and with it came a metric ton of trailers, a metric ton of, a ton of announcements. Um, one thing, um, as of right now, uh, you can purchase uh, the Disney Day Plus limited time offer $1.99 for one month of Disney Plus. So... Uh, if you have been on the fence or if there's something you want to binge, um, right, right now is the perfect time to do the little one ninety nine for one month and then you cancel your subscription. Um, or uh, maybe after you hear what's coming down the pipeline, you may want to hold on to it. Um, but so or that you, Or you forget about it and three years later you're like, oh shit, I'm still paying for this? <laughs> and then um, also, if you happen to have lived or been at the parks... Uh, yesterday, Disney Plus members got to enter all of the Disney parks an hour and a half early. Um, so you got early park entry for being a Disney Plus subscriber. Uh, I thought that was actually kind of neat. Um, I, I hate going to theme parks, so that, that was not for me. <laughs> um, but if it's something they do often enough, they'll probably do that. If it was successful enough, they'll probably do that for uh, next year as well. But uh, we shall move on to the insanity that is Disney Plus Day. So if you have Disney Plus, you may have noticed there is a Pixar Disney Day 2021 video about 14 minutes long. And there is also a Marvel Disney Day um, 2021. And these are film reels about the past and the present as well as what's coming in the future. So who cares about Pixar? Screw Pixar. <laughs> um, personally, I enjoy Pixar. Um, I'll just make you cry. <laughs> that is true. Um, uh, like like a- Marvel hasn't made us cry as well. <laughs> like true. honestly, for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. So for the Marvel um, announcements, they uh, they showed a uh, longer trailer for Hawkeye. Uh, we got uh, some clips of Moon Knight, which I am completely on board for. It looks fantastic. We actually got a trailer for a teaser for She-Hulk, um, a teaser for Miss Marvel, finally. I have feelings about her abilities, but we'll wait till that show drops and we have a micro. Oh, God, I know. It was t- uh, like promotional stuff. It, t- it leaked beforehand and people were already talking about it and it's now Confer- oh, oh, oh. I have mixed I have mixed feelings but like I said we will we will we will talk about that once it drops because it actually has been pushed back um it's so it's been pushed back all the way to summer 2022 not um it was originally supposed to be this month um and then it's, it was pushed back to early 2022 and now it's uh summer 2022 so we shall see 
Uh, if that means they might be changing some stuff in post-production, that would be nice. Um, maybe. Um, if it's already, they have, if, if they did a teaser trailer for it now, that ain't changing. But yeah, but maybe it'll work well. Feige and yeah. team have done wonders with the properties that they've had. Sometimes and, they make hiccups, but you know, well, let's see how it can, works. And you can still, you can still hit the story points in the writing and the character development and the acting. So, um, so like I said, we, we, we shall see. Um, we've got confirmation that Echo will be getting a spinoff series after her time in the Hawkeye series. Um, we got a, uh, a series poster for Ironheart and we got a series poster, a series title card for Agatha House of Harkness. The only way that would have been better is if it was H A U S. <laughs> that would have been the only way it would have been better. Right? Oh, I'm I'm already I'm already waiting for like music remixes and parodies. Like I'm I am ready. Like I heard the collective gay gasp across the land. Um, we actually got a little bit of footage for um, Secret Invasion. Um, I'm very excited about that. Um, uh, we got a we got another title card for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, um, and then I'm shocked about this. I didn't realize they were actually doing it. Um, X Men '97, a either either Oh, I can't. But what I want to know. All right, so we're gonna dive into this. So. This is the one that, like, I, I, I was like, why is there the X Men the animated series like picture in my Google like stories feed? Because I, <laughs> I hadn't paid attention at that point because uh, it was during the workday. And when I found out, I was like, oh, so X Men the animated series ran from 1992 through 1997, which is where the show gets the name from because it's picking up from the end of the animated series and continuing on with a chunk of the original voice cast coming back, which is the big thing for me. Yep. But on the other side of that, does this mean that the fifth and final season of that show is canon, even with the weird, like, change of animation studios and the rush of, like, putting out episodes and the really bizarre stories that came out of it at the end of all of that, because well, well maybe the first episode of the new series will be like, oh, that was a dream. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thing is they they have released they have re- they haven't they have released no information as far as like the story, and they haven't confirmed whether or not it's if it's a reboot or a soft reboot. Like, other than it looks like they have the original animation style. Uh, mm-hmm. Because if you watch the video on the uh, the little the little uh, Disney Di- Disney Plus Day video, they actually have the characters right next to the title card, and I was like, "That is str- spot on the original character design." So I'm like, I was floored. I really thought this was some sort of rumor, but I love the idea that they're finally picking up um, something X Men related um, again. Uh, and I think they even have some of the original writing team um, on board too. So as long as they have a couple of the original development people, I'm excited no matter what. Even if even if that weird all the weird story was true, but I feel like they'll they'll probably do a soft reboot and I something along the lines of Eric's like 
<laughs> it was all a dream or somebody was messing with the professor's head or, you know, whatever. Well, um, I feel, I'm sure that they're not going to. So do you know the, do you know the whole issue with the end? Have you watched through to the final? Cause oh, I don't think yeah. I had ever watched the final like episodes. Oh, until I watched recently. the final. I watched the final episode. Yeah. A long yeah. Time when, ago. when they went up on um, either when I think when they went on Hulu, like maybe a year ago, I think it was when I actually finally watched all the way through and I watched the end because I think by that point I'd stopped watching the cartoon like that in that final season and halfway through they ran into issues with money and production and needed to rush out the production and the yep. studio that did the original ones, the ones that we love so much was costing them too much. So they switched to a different like art house and the animation's ridiculous it looks bizarre. There's like Wolverine. It's almost kind of like when they were doing that feral Wolverine storyline in the comics and he started looking more like an animal and less like a human. Yeah. And all of these like crazy stories. So I feel like that part's going to get cut off. But where this original um, animation studio finished, I feel like that apocalypse, um, like almost like the 12 storyline with all the psychics. Like that portion is kind of going to be where we pick back up. It's going to be after that or an offshoot of that. But I don't think they're going to reboot much of the actual continuity of the cartoon. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't have called it X-Men 97. Yeah. Picking up where the original left off. So I am so fucking stoked for this. Yeah. And then they uh, they have confirmed that What If and Loki are getting season twos. Um. We've got Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is an animated series that follows Peter Parker's roots within the MCU. Um, so we'll actually get like his sort of, um, we'll probably get to finally meet uh, the MCU's version of Uncle Ben in animation form. Um, and the animation style is supposed to be reminiscent of like the old comic book, uh, Spider-Man comic book style, which I'm interested in. Um We'll be getting uh, an I Am Groot, Baby Groot shorts. Um, and then I was surprised about this. We're getting a Marvel Zombies uh, animated series. So uh, after the What If episode, I, I kind of hope it's the same animation style as the What If episode. Um, if not, I'm still fine with that. But yeah, no, they proved they could definitely write that story and still kind of keep it within their weird family-friendly thing. Um, but I think that was mainly it for the Marvel news. Um, Lucasfilm, we're getting a Willow series with Warwick Davis, um, an Obi-Wan Kenobi series with Ewan McGregor, um, and some documentary stuff with Boba Fett. Um, and then, uh, as far as Pixar goes, uh, we're getting Wait, a Cars on the Road. documentary series with Boba Fett? Yeah, yeah, it's a um, it's a doc. It's called Under the Helmet: The Legacy of Boba Fett, and you oh, learn God. about how the created was the character was created, um, origin stories, and all that stuff about the character. Gotcha. I was um, like, wait, who's who's doing a documentary <laughs> on him in the actual Star Wars universe? <laughs> I was then, very confused. Um, uh, Pixar, we got a Cars on the Road series with Mater and. Uh, uh, Lightning McQueen with the uh, with the original voice actors. So Larry Eric, the Cable you're Guy. You're the show. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, it's uh, just Eric behind <laughs> behind the wheel and uh, Lightning McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then Disney news uh, and trailers were actually insane. Um, we got our first trailer for um, the uh, the Proud Family, um, Louder and Prouder, uh, with most of the original voice cast, including they're going to have Lizzo, Little Nas X. I think Janet Jackson's supposed to make an appearance again. Um, yeah, they've they've. Got, I think Will Smith is supposed to be in it. They had a huge guest voice cast already set up. Um, but the original Will, Will Smith's taking a break from uh talking about his marriage and his how his 15 year old son wanted to be emancipated to uh do a voice <laughs> a voice spot in the show. Oh, yeah, he's still he's busy. He's I was gonna say he just put out another art house film that he probably won't win an Emmy for. Um, I'm not bitter, um, <laughs> but uh, we got so we got uh, and then we got uh, news uh, they're doing a cheaper by the dozen uh, reboot with um, Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff, um, a sequel to Disney's film Enchanted called Disenchanted with Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey. They're doing um, Disenchanted. Yeah, okay. And that's going straight to Disney Plus. That and that'll be coming out <laughs> fall 2022. Um, but it's got all it's the original right voice to the cast. platform. <laughs> um we've got There's no direct to video anymore it's straight to <laughs> disney plus hey hey honestly oh, the, straight to to DVD. Dis- <laughs> the straight to disney plus stuff actually has like you know money behind it as opposed to the, the straight to dvd stuff that had like people like voices that sound like <laughs> womp, womp. cinderella three <laughs> <laughs> right with none of the original voice cast from Cinderella, um, we've got so because they're all dead. It's been that long. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> um, I thought that they were doing a Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers series. They're doing a movie, um, and it's going to be John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as Chip and Dale. Um, so I mean, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Hocus Pocus Two has. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2 has started uh, production. Um, so I'm sure you can find all the pictures of uh, Catherine and Jimmy, Bette Midler, and Sarah Jessica Parker running around as the Sanderson sisters. Um, we've got a Pinocchio live action coming uh, because, you know, they need to keep the rights to their old stuff. Um, and then uh, the Spiderwick Chronicles series. I never read the books. Or saw the movie, but uh, I have a friend that was super excited about that. Uh, and then we've got uh, Baymax series, which which has dropped a trailer, and it looks really freaking hilarious and cute. Um, Baymax has actually been deployed as a health companion. Um, so you actually get to see Baymax, Baymax's working in the field. And it is absolutely like he, he shows up at this old woman's house because she says, ow. And he's just like, hi, my name is Baymax. And she goes, huh? And, and you see his volume bar get, get put to max. Um, you see him work as a school nurse. It's super, super cute. So I'm very excited for that. Um, we've got a Zootopia Plus, a short, uh, short form series. Um, and then Tiana, a long form musical series about the newly crowned Princess of Madonia. Um, and that'll be 2023. So, um, yeah, lots and lots of stuff coming. And then they dropped a ton of stuff. You can now see Shang-Chi on Disney Plus. That dropped yesterday. Um, Home Sweet Home Alone dropped. Um, 
even though every as far as I know, everybody's hates it. Um, even though it's got a couple of the original actors from the original Home Alone. Um, we've got ah! Chow. <laughs> Not him. So, I, was trying, <laughs> I was trying to do my best Scarlet Harlot uh, horrible Snatch Game impersonation that apparently RuPaul loved. <laughs> and then uh, they've got Chow Alberto, um, an animated uh, Luca short. Um, I watched the Simpsons uh, page tribute to Disney Plus. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, and they've got the new season, the next, uh, the first five episodes of season two of uh, the World According According to Jeff Goldblum. And uh, uh, Jungle Cruise uh, was also dropped yesterday. So if you need to get your uh, your rock fix, um, you are free to do so as a Disney Plus subscriber, or if you have somebody's login. Um, For a but second, yeah, no. I thought you were going to say Jungle Cruise 2, and then I was like, oh god, why? <laughs> okay, I no, think they greenlit that, though. I think it was uh, announced that they're going to do it. Yeah, Of course they will. <sighs> but yeah, so that's uh, that is our Disney Plus day. It, it Like I said, like you said, it was meaty. There was a lot of stuff in there. Um, if you are listening to this episode, I guarantee you trailers have been edited and are circulating um all over the place all of the movie news i'm pretty sure has already hit um i am excited for pretty much almost all the marvel projects as per usual i'm very excited about ironheart i'm very excited about um i'm actually excited about um uh chippendales rescue rangers film and um baymax uh, any any of the projects that you guys are excited about, Eric? What's got you all excited on the uh, the Disney Plus side? Um, X Men definitely tickled my fancy. Um, let's see here. So I've been excited for uh, Ms. Marvel since uh, that was originally announced, uh, but um, I'm a little more wary. I mean, I'm sure it'll still be good, but watching the video, um, seeing her put on a version of the Captain Marvel costume, I was a little like, what are they doing? But well, I'm sure I, she'll get her, her comic accurate costume. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like that since they can't, since they're not giving her her little physical uh, polymorph powers that's kind of their way. Cause that was the thing is the first thing that happens to her is when she gets her powers, um, she, she subconsciously changes her form to look like Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers. So I think what they're doing in this case, since, since Carol never had her Miss Marvel uniform, they're going to have her, um, they're going to have her play, um, they're going to have her dress up as Captain Marvel. Um, but yeah, no, it looks like they're going to give her her polymorph power. They're not going to give her, her polymorph power. So they have to go through another way. Cause that was an important plot point in the comics of her trying to change herself to fit her own comfort level um, and the comfort level of those around her. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, how they kind of play that out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So is there anything else that you are excited for? So Ms. Marvel and X-Men. Um, I'm excited for, I'm excited for uh, She-Hulk. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, ever since Orphan Black, um, Tatiana 
Maslani is just amazing and everything she does. Um, so it'll be exciting to see her. Um, hopefully it's got a lot of comedy to it. Um, and I'm, I'm envisioning like a live action version of the MCU's take on Birdman, yes. uh, Harvey Birdman, <laughs> attorney at law. Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. They did this little quick clip of where, um, Bruce is dressed up as the original, as the, as the live action actor from the TV series. And uh, she's Luke dressed Rickner, up. Yeah. yeah. And she's dressed up as, uh, her counterpart from the live action TV series. And she's just looking directly at the camera and she's just like, she's like, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And I'm like, uh, cause that was the thing is she Hulk had a, had more fourth wall busting moments in the original comic than Deadpool. Like she Hulk was the first yeah. one that started doing that. So I'm very excited if they, if they do that in uh, the she Hulk series. Well, what I'm thinking is, is that little scene uh, where she says that I'm hoping that's her advertisement for her law agency that she's filmed like a, a late night law commercial. Oh, oh my that'd God. Be that'd fantastic. be amazing. Yeah. And and that's the thing is her show's supposed to be her representing like uh, super heroics, like, like uh, all sorts of superhero things, which I'm hoping they use her show as a jumping off point to bring Jessica Jones back oh. because that's the thing is, her and Jessica are like best friends Mm -hmm. and Jessica works for her a lot of the time. So I'm really hoping they're also, I do know there's rumors that they're going to have a heroes for hire. So she Hulk could be the perfect jumping off point for a whole new defenders, uh, defenders uh, team or section. I, I want Jessica Jones back so badly, so badly. It'd be a tonal (laughs) shift. And if it's, this is a legal comedy, like I don't know how Jess would fit or like, Kristen Ritter's Jessica would fit, but I don't care. I want her back. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, y'all have really just touched on everything that I'm excited for. Uh, X-Men major, major She-Hulk because of the possibility of Jessica Jones, the Moon Knight series. Like I've never been a big Moon Knight fan, but just a little bit that I I saw of the, um, the footage. I'm super stoked to see what that's going to be like. Uh, New rock stars kind of broke down all the bits and pieces with some of like the Easter eggs and, uh, references so if you are interested go check those out as well i'm now shilling for race chaser and for new rock stars <laughs> maybe get uh maybe can uh, work out a partnership with them uh so yeah that's a ton of amazing news coming out of disney plus day so thank you for being our disney plus reporter bj go check it out 199 uh for your first month until i th- oh this probably will be out uh, before after this releases after i think that ends but if it hasn't and you're checking this out go check out disney plus and see if it is still up get that first month for $1.99 all right thank you all again so much for listening we hope that you were enjoying this episode and everything that we put out for you at flame on uh go check out our website at flameonshow.com and help support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash flame on show all right boys Let's do a quick round robin of our one ups for the month. BJ, because I don't think you've talked enough in the last half hour. Why don't you give us <laughs> your one up first? Um, so uh, on the subject of video video games, video games, um, video games, um, playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I got three games for my birthday. Uh, one was The World Ends With You Neo. Um, JRPG, super fun battle system. Um, uh, tonally, it's all over the place. Uh, it's super colorful and, and hyper. Um, your characters are dead within the first two minutes of the game. Um, so, um, but it's a lot of fun. If anybody has played the one for the DS or the remake uh, that I think was released for the PS4, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm sad I've had to table it because I uh, also have Dragon Warrior 11. I've never played a Dragon Warrior game before, and apparently this is one of the best ones. Um, and I just picked up Shin Megami Tensei 5. For those of you that don't know what Shin Megami Tensei is, Shin Megami Tensei is the original JRPG series that birthed uh, Persona, the Persona series. Um However, Shin Megami Tensei series literally it begins with the world ending um, and your character usually becomes some sort of hybrid demon, god, or angel. And it's you essentially trying to either save what's left of the world or um, stave off uh, whatever this impending war between good and evil is. You're kind of the middle, you're the middleman between all of these different factions. Um, the games are incredibly punishing if you do not indulge in all their mechanics. Um, and the stories are always pretty dark, uh, but you can recruit demons to your party um, or angels. And uh, it has all the persona mechanics plus a few more. So um, if you have not picked it up, I, ha I am probably about four hours into it. And I don't think I'm even out of the first area yet. So um, I believe it's 80 hours. Um of gameplay for this uh, one, but it is absolutely fantastic. I have not, I literally was playing it. I was late to this recording while playing it. So um, <laughs> I was literally playing it and, and my sound wasn't on. And then when I looked at the chat thing that said, BJ, where are you? And I was like, uh. um, I think my DS, is, yeah, my DS is on the bed behind me. Um, so I'm not my DS, my switch. Um, but uh, I was yeah, say, I those... that's you uh, playing on your bed when you, uh, when you logged on. <laughs> But yeah, so those are those are what's uh, working for me this month. Sweet, go check out those games if you are a video game player. Eric, what you got for us? What's your one up? As Mariah Carey declared in her, um, was it TikTok or just a video that posted at twelve oh one November first? Mm -hmm. It's Christmas time. Uh, uh, um, no, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> You need to do it as Mariah because this is the third year. I've mentioned this on the show before. I've mentioned this and it's become tradition. I think it's like this is the third year in a row she's done it and they get more elaborate every time. But uh, it's always that 1159 Halloween into midnight, <laughs> November 1st. And then it's it's time. <laughs> Woo! I don't, oh, think no, she, well, I, don't, I don't think she wooed this year, but this year she yeah. smashed the pumpkin that said not in the middle of exactly. It's I not was time. like, she's le <laughs> I was like, she's leaned into it in the best way. And I was like, I was legit afraid. Like next year, I feel like she's going to have a gun and she's going to like a shotgun and she's going to blow the pumpkins, blow the pumpkin apart. And every this was year the first time get... she did something like that. And it was adorable. <laughs> like the first year was so ridiculous. And it was kind of like, so she's gone through a lot and I, I don't mean to, to to step on this but i love this so much she went through a lot mentally and she finally um it was diagnosed with uh with 
uh, bipolar disorder and has gotten medications. Like she's worked on her mental health and, and gotten to a, a great point in her life. And I think 2019 was the, uh, or 2018, I'm sorry, was the first year that she did this. And it was just like her and like this like rock and roll kind of like Tina Turner 80s-esque costume, like just like passed out in bed, like with the phone on the, the counter. And it says, like, you know, October 31st, 11.59. And then it like 12, uh, 12 o'clock, November 1st. And it goes like, it cuts back to her and she's like in her like uh, Christmas pajamas and like Santa calls. And she's like, Santa, <laughs> it's time. Woo! Like it's this whole thing. And it's it's escalated and evolved into this tradition and i fucking live live for this love it so much anyway back to you eric <laughs> it's yeah because because that's not it, that was just segueing into <laughs> oh I it's know. christmas time which <laughs> which um now artists are going to be dropping their uh christmas cds which i've picked up kelly clarkson's new uh cd but i haven't listened to it yet um but pentatonics put out their traditional there's another Christmas this year, so uh, we're going to release a Christmas album this year. And... <laughs> the world didn't end. Here's our Christmas album. <laughs> um, but they released the video for their first single from their album, Evergreen, which is a cover of The Prayer, um, which, if you remember, that was originally put out. Um, it was originally written for a movie called Quest for Camelot, animated movie uh but it was made popular by the version uh sung by andrea bocelli and celine dion celine and dion. this is their the best singer in the world um celine dion. <laughs> but the cover is amazing the video is beautiful and it's just nice and happy and peaceful and a good thing to listen to to start to get you in the Christmas season spirit. Love it. It's time. <laughs> also, Brittany was freed last night. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it made oh, me yeah. wish I was out at a club because it would have been fantastic. Cause I know clubs cut like the music and announced that she was freed and it was, would have been fantastic. I love the fact that she went to court for this hearing to terminate the conservatorship in a t-shirt that said hashtag free Britney. It's a human rights thing. And I was like, fuck yes. This is so long in the making. I'm so happy for her. And I'm so glad that, that she can finally just fucking live her life. You know, if you have a mental health issue, you have a breakdown, you have a anything like that, you get treatment. You don't get basically locked up and then exploited by your family. Like that's just fucking insane that that has happened to her. So Death to them all. <laughs> you know, she came out swinging at her mama though. You saw that that post right that she had this long ass post. That was apparently deleted, but, you know, the internet is forever. And um, basically called out her mom and said that her mom was the reason for this, that her dad didn't even think about the conservatorship and her mother suggested it. And that's what started this whole thing. And that's how why she lost that chunk of her life was because of her mother. It's like, oh, that Spears family is not 
they are not going to have a, a happy uh, Thanksgiving nor Christmas season this year. Oof. But or good for, for her. <laughs> good, good for Brittany. Now, thankfully, we can stop saying free Brittany because Brittany is free. Now we can switch it. Brittany, hashtag Brittany is free and get that trending for a while. Awesome. Well, um, I am going to continue the music trend from Eric into my uh, little multi-layered one. Uh, first off, Jostone released a new single yesterday called Never Forget My Love. She is, I believe, putting out a new album coming out, uh, I'm assuming, within the next year. I haven't really dug much into it. I haven't listened to a lot of Joss in a bit, but I love her to death. Amazing talent, amazing voice, and she is going on tour, and she is not coming to Chicago, but she's coming to Orlando, and I'm so mad about that, but I may have to make a trip down there because um, I I saw Joss Stone back in 2005, I believe it was. So it has been a good long time since I've seen her. I don't think she has toured the U.S. in probably that since then. And um, I need to see her. I forget who she is on tour with. Uh, it's another kind of like early aughts um, uh, musician as well. Uh, let's see. Oh, I don't. I was trying to see if I could find it real quick. Um, but anywho, she is coming, uh, she's going on tour and, oh, Corinne Bailey Ray, girl, put your records on. So I will probably go to a Corinne Bailey Ray concert and not see Corinne Bailey Ray. Cause the last time I saw Joss was with Gavin <laughs> DeGraw. So I've been to a Gavin DeGraw concert, but never seen Gavin DeGraw perform live. So <laughs> we'll see. It depends on who performs first, but, uh, Joss Stone, new music, loving it. So excited. Uh, second is. It's time. Fall in love at Christmas. Mariah has a new Christmas single out with a new video where she's sipping on uh, Black Irish, her new um, Irish cream, which I need to... Uh, y'all have Total Wines over there. Can y'all buy me some and send it to uh, to me in Chicago? Because I wanted this like, salted caramel and original and then like one other flavor, and I want to try them all. And the Mariah alcohol, so I need to... I haven't gotten Mariah cookies. I need... I need Mariah cookies and, Mar- and Mariah Irish cream. That'll look make my holiday season. Look who's coming back down to Orlando. <laughs> Leave and they come crawling back. Talking I just, shit. I just want the music and the, uh, the booze. That's all I want. <laughs> but um, new video is out. Uh, it's, it's cute. It's a cute video. It's a cute song. I don't think it will be the uh, a, a replacement for All I Want for Christmas is You, but it's a lovely addition. So new holiday music from Mariah. Loving it. Fall in love again at Christmas time or fall in love again at Christmas. And um, leads me to my final music piece. We are one day removed, not just from Disney Plus Day, but to the Swifties. It was Red Day yesterday. Taylor's version of Red was released 30 tracks on this album i believe the original was only maybe 14 or 15 uh so we have doubled the length of this album including a bunch of songs uh from that era that were quote unquote from the vault or parentheses from the vault that were written in the red era but not recorded and put on the album because of space 
and um, a song called Ronin that she wrote for uh, this boy that passed away as uh, kind of in tribute to him. It's the first time she's performed it live, but it's never been recorded. So now it is officially uh, there in a recorded form, a version of Babe, because she wrote that song for uh, Sugarland and actually was the featured guest on it, but kind of in a, a more subtle way. This is her complete version of it. And then the thing that has taken the internet by storm, all too well, the track from this album for Die Hard Swifties that basically outlined the beginning and the demise of her relationship with a gentleman, highly suspected to be Jake Gyllenhaal, um, is that is like for for most of the girls that I know that are big Swifties, that is the song from this album. That is the one that gets them. That is the one that knocks them down emotionally. And when Taylor announced that she was re-recording Red, she also announced that the long speculated rumor was true and that there was a 10-minute version of All Too Well. That is on the album. She also directed and shot a short film, 15-minute film, for this 10-minute video or a 10-minute song version of All Too Well. And the internet is having a field day going after Jake Gyllenhaal because these lyrics are rough. They tear him apart, and I love it. Um, if you have a chance, it's better with visual. So as we all know, podcasting is a visual medium. But go Google <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal right now or uh, all too well Jake Gyllenhaal because oh, yeah. a lot of um, a lot of the the quote unquote news sites, a lot of these websites have compiled the best tweets and memes all centered around Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, <laughs> and Taylor Swift. My favorite, and it relates to the geekiness of this podcast, was the tweet that had uh, a picture of Red, like the album cover for Red, Taylor's version, mm -hmm. next to the picture of the uh, Spider-Man Far From Home movie <laughs> poster, and says, same villain. Done. <laughs> done. 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 And uh, the other, the other, my other favorite one was... Uh, Somebody tweeted, oh, let me see if I can try to get this. I'm going to try to get this right. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was showering for the first time in weeks just so he can cry in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like Jake Gyllenhaal bathing for the first time in weeks so he can cry in the shower. Something along those lines. <laughs> and it just tickled me so much yesterday. Um, I I think I'd kind of gotten out of Taylor Swift by... I, I was in for her first album, the eponymous Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. I was around for fear, uh, fearless. And then I kind of, I think I bought red when it came out, but I kind of stopped listening to Taylor around that time and had dipped out for a little bit and then kind of came back in during 1989, which is speculated to be the next, uh, re-release. And it's great to see her reclaiming her music, redoing these and putting out more and putting out everything that she had from these eras to be able to put it out for the fans and for herself. So go check it out streaming. I uh, streamed it and purchased my, my physical copy. So that way I can support Taylor in reclaiming her music. All right, y'all. It has been a delightful uh, 
chat with you all. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we have enjoyed sitting here and talking about all of the stuff in pop culture that we are enjoying. So head on over to flameonshow.com, follow us on our social media platforms, and on our um, other ventures, Twitch, YouTube, uh, our Threadless shop, all of that. And also help support the show by uh, going to patreon.com forward slash flame on show. Thank you to our patrons over there. And um, thank you in advance to anybody that goes over and checks it out and joins our uh, group of great supporters. And even if you don't uh, support using your money, the fact that you sit here and listen to us chat twice a month is amazing. And we love you for that. Tell your friends. Keep on listening. And uh, until we meet again, Bobby Uch. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.